Well, as uh, Dwayne read Romans chapter 8, I think we all need to be reminded of the fact that, uh, that nothing can separate us from the love of, love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Uh, as he was reading that passage, uh, I was just reminded again of, um, of those words, particularly in verse 35 when he says, Paul says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Verse 37, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor power, nor depth, nor any else, anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. How true those words are. And there are people around, there are Christians around the world today who are experiencing Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness. I mentioned last night the the family who uh, lost their husband, a a pastor of 35-plus years, Blake Withers. He went home to be with the Lord on um, Wednesday of this week. Found out he had a brain tumor uh, three and a half months ago, and God took him home. But none of those things, those who are Christians who are living in the Middle East, in in Syria, in Iraq, in Afghanistan, who are their lives are on the are on the line every single day because of their faith. God loves them just as much as He loves you and I, and nothing can separate us. From his love, there was a um, a poet by the name of uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, who wrote a poem in 1863. Uh, he wrote this poem on Christmas morning, and Henry Longfellow had uh, ex- experienced uh, some significant tragedy in his life. Uh, Abraham Lincoln had just been elected president in 1860, took office or in 1861, and, and the, uh, the country was euphoric, that they had a new leader and things were going to get better. And shortly thereafter, um, uh, the country went into civil war. Maybe he was elected in 1859, took office in, in 1860. It was a difficult year, but in the middle of, uh, but in 1861, uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow's wife of 18 years uh, suddenly passed away. She was doing her daughter's hair uh, one morning and using hot wax to seal the curls, and her dress, his wife's dress, caught on fire. 
and he tried to put out the flames, and he couldn't, and he got severely burned himself and burned his face, face so bad that he wasn't even able to attend his, uh, his wife's uh, memorial service. And uh, so was having to live uh, without his wife, caring for six children. Two years later, uh, while the country was at civil war, uh, Henry Longfellow's oldest son, Charlie, he was 18 years old. He wanted to go to war, and he had been pleading with his dad that he go and, and uh, help serve his country. And finally, his uh, dad relented, and he went, and uh, he was, uh, was serving. And uh, come 1863, I'm not sure how long he had been in the military at that point, he was uh, severely wounded and had to, to come home, nearly... Uh, being paralyzed for the rest of his life. But that didn't happen, but uh, he was nonetheless severely wounded. And so it was Christmas morning, 1863, and uh, Henry Longfellow was listening to the bells of Christmas being chimed at churches all over the community. He could hear them from his home. And he sat down at the, uh, the table, dining room table, And he penned these words. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play. And wild and sweet, the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And thought how, as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day. A voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then from each black accursed mouth, the cannon thundered in the south. And the wind and with the sound, the carols drowned of peace On earth, goodwill to men. It was as if in an earthquake rent the hearthstones of a continent and made forlorn the households born of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong. And mocks the sound of peace on earth. Goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail. With peace on earth, goodwill to men. Those words are very much like uh, many of the psalms that, that we read. There's a lot of heartache and grief and despair at the beginning of those, those psalms, but by the conclusion of those psalms, uh, the psalmist 
is reassured and knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is sovereign, that he is in control, and he has everything within the palm of his hand, and there is nothing, nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And maybe you're here this morning, and it's been a tough year. It's been a tough decade. Maybe it's been a tough life. And just like Paul says in verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation? Distress? Persecution? Famine? Nakedness? Danger? Sword? Death, nothing, nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. God is for you. People may fail you. Circumstances might let you down. But God is for you. And nothing can separate you from his love. It's, it's really easy to listen to the, um, to the accursed mouth, to the thunder of the cannons in the south. It's easy to look at the waves around us and feel as if we're going under, but we've got to lift our heads, folks. God is for us. And nothing shall come against us, between us and the love of Christ if we know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. I want you to watch uh, this poem. This is entitled Kyle's Poem. It's not a poem that my son wrote. But uh, it's... I'm not a poet, so... Not a poet. <laughs> Although you did pretty well with words this morning. But, uh, God doesn't love me. Go ahead. Force me to believe God is good. This is the one truth in life. This world is a product of chance. How can I believe God will use my life? I know certainly that God is left. Never again will I say Christ is risen from the dead. I know now more than ever in my life that man can save himself. You must realize that it's ignorance in God answers prayer. Christians declare that without God, this world would fall into darkness. This world can and will meet my needs. It is a lie to say God has always been there for me. I now realize that no matter what I do, Jesus, He doesn't love me. How can I presume God is for me? Unless God changes my heart, and I come to realize that God is for me, how can I presume that He doesn't love me? The truth is, no matter what I do, I now realize that God has always been there for me. It is a lie to say that this world can and will meet my needs. Without God, this world would fall into darkness. Christians declare that God answers prayer. You must realize that it's ignorance to think man can save himself. I know now, more than ever in my life, that Christ is risen from the dead. Never again will I say that God has left me. I know with certainty that God will use my life. How can I believe that this world is a product of chance? This is the one truth in life. God is good. 
can't force me to believe God doesn't love me. Isn't that cool? What changes our perspective on this life? It's the Christ who lives in us. In church, that's what the message of Christmas is all about. That God in the flesh came and dwelt among us. Not to be served, but to serve. And give his life as a ransom for many. For everyone. That's how much God loves you. Jesus paid the ultimate price. Because he wants you to be at his banqueting table. At the wedding supper of the Lamb. In heaven. It's been an emotional morning at the Logans. Um, our son Kyle, he's been saying for a couple years that uh, he was going to build the, the family uh, a dining room table large enough for everybody to sit at. Now, Kyle has never done anything with his hands. <laughs> That's why he's in the ministry. <laughs> no, that's not true. But, uh, but, you know, we, oh, sure, Kyle. But he did it. Uh, Kyle, when he moved to the Bay Area, he started working at um, a coffee shop at Facebook headquarters uh, initially. And uh, Facebook headquarters is an amazing place. I mean, they have all kinds of perks for the employees there. And uh, one one facility they have is a woodworking uh, facility. And uh, employees can go there and create, build whatever they like. Um, they have coaches uh, at that woodworking facility. And so Kyle had a coach or coaches in helping him put this uh, dining room table together. And, um, and he built a table large enough for the entire family, as well as uh, two family members who are very important to our family. And we were all able to eat around the dining room table for the first time this morning. And um, Susan hadn't seen the table. And... uh, and that was very important to her, that her family be together. And um, so, it, yeah, it was it was a very emotional moment, uh, very emotional, meaningful gift. And um, and that just reminds me of the table that the Lord Jesus has prepared for all of us. And it's very important to him that as many people as possible are seated at his banqueting table. And if you question 
God's love in your life right now. You know, that, that does God love you? Does God care about your life? Church, that's what Christmas is all about. God came to earth and he paid the ultimate sacrifice, death on the cross for your sin so that he might have the opportunity to live all of eternity with you in heaven. That's how much God cares about you. And if you question that, just look to the cross. You know, in our family, that table is very important to us. Because we want all of our family around that table. And God wants you at his table. He wants you there so much. He went to the cross. Look to the cross. Nothing, absolutely nothing can separate you from his love. But by faith, as difficult as your life might be, as circumstances are beyond your control, God cares for you and there is nothing that can separate you from his love. Yeah, there are some horrific things going on in the Middle East today. And even a lot of Christians have lost their lives But even in death, they are not separated from him. There has been a beautiful reunion with Christ in heaven. And I know for some of you that Christmas is difficult today because not all those family members that you care about can be at your table. And some have gone on before you. But our hope is that because of the empty tomb, because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you're going to be able to experience and enjoy their presence once again at Jesus' banqueting table for all eternity. That's our hope as Christians. If you're without Christ this morning, I just want to encourage you to open your heart to him by faith. That's the only way we can get to this table is through faith in Christ. Don't try to figure it all out. You know, it's just grace. It's not what you do. It's who you believe in. And there is only one way. And that is Jesus. And why can we believe that? All based on the resurrection. 
If it wasn't for the resurrection, we would be without hope. But because of the resurrection, it changes everything. You can trust his promises. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the significance of this day. That God, you came. You left the glory of heaven. You left the love and affirmation of your Father and became one of us. And even encountered and endured your Father's rejection, wrath, judgment for our sin. And thank you, Jesus, that even though you stared death right in the face, you didn't stay dead. God, you conquered sin and death. You're alive today and forevermore. And one day, one day, there's this, the new earth is going to be a place where there is no more pain or suffering and there is no threats of violence or the sounds of cannons and, and the, the quaking of the earth. All those things are going to go away. And then in the, in, in the meantime, God, we persevere. We continue to look to the cross and all your love for us, knowing that nothing can separate us and that our place at the table is secure because of what Jesus, you did. Lord, I pray that you encourage hearts here this morning who question your sovereignty who question your watch care over their life. Reassure them, God, that nothing, nothing can separate them from your love. We love you. Thank you for loving us. Especially when we didn't deserve it. God, your love is amazing. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.